Well, hello, guys, to a show about whatever. I hate the name. I just want you all to know I hate the name. I don't know why it's called this. I want to change it, but I've changed it so many times that I just can't be bothered anymore. So fuck that. So we are just going to go right into the housewives. This is going to be housewives breakdowns for the rest of this time because it's all I want to talk about is the housewives. Uh, there will be content on other platforms of mine, you know, doing the, um, artist interviews and things like that. And I'm still going to be covering Free Britney, but this little section is just going to be housewives. Okay. So let's talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. So we start off New Jersey and they are at Lake George. And Lake George, I think Lake George looks quite nice, to be honest. I would like to go to Lake George. It looks very sunny. And it's nice to see New Jersey just not being winter, you know, not being cold. It's nice to see them out of their winter coats. I like to see these girls in the sun. They look good. Melissa Gorga is just, I just think Melissa is so stunning. When I look at her, I think she's so gorgeous. It's because she's had plastic surgery to look like Jennifer Lopez. And I think Jennifer Lopez is gorgeous. Sometimes I am a bit taken aback when I'm like, you know, she's, she has, when I see, I watched the old seasons the other day of New Jersey and Melissa had her old nose. And I was like, hold on. I forgot that she looked like that. And it's surprising to me how different the nose. And when Jacqueline was like, oh, five nose jobs, five nose jobs. She did, I think she might have done because I feel like Melissa had like tiny little nose jobs and just, it just gradually chipped away at her nose for it to be where it is right now instead of just, because I, I looked at it and I was like, I don't even, I didn't even notice that her nose looked this different. It just gradually changed over time. And I guess with the housewives faces, they change so often that when her nose just gradually got smaller, I just didn't notice the gradual change. But when I watched it back, I was like, shit, I feel, this is why I, I feel like I didn't like her when she had her old nose. And I think that she owes her her plastic surgeon a medal because I think her new nose made me like her. I I thought this with well similar things to Bethany when I liked Bethany with long hair. When Bethany cut hair short, I think it made her personality not very nice. Something happened and I just couldn't deal with it. So I think that sometimes you can change your look and it can just make you likable. And I think her new nose did that. Because I didn't like her the first two seasons at all. But I love her now. Anyway. So they're all talking about how, for some reason, they all think that Teresa needs to get over this. I guess they've had enough of Teresa's shit. Maybe if I was their friend, I would have had enough as well. If I was Teresa's friend. But I, I just feel like Teresa should be allowed, after what she's been through, she should be allowed to do whatever she wants to do. Like, I don't think anyone should ever try and, like, Teresa, let her just say what she said. And honestly, I don't think what she said was that bad. Your husband's cheating on you is, oh, I remember back in the day, like, we would be shocked at hearing that on The Housewives. Now I'm like, yeah, he probably is. Like, I'm just not, it's not a thing. So get over it. Like, you're on the Housewives. What do you expect? You say, yeah, okay, I don't think so. Move on. Like, that's it. 
Jackie, for some reason, is acting so dramatic. And then they're all kind of feeling, they're all, I think that they just, I think they've all just had enough of Teresa, if I'm honest with you. I think they all hate Teresa and they're just like, I want to just have a go at her when I can. And they're all saying that they need, Teresa is the one needs to apologise and that she, you know, it's all like the kind of attitude that they have, like is, oh, I feel so bad. Like, I'm so sorry that Melissa, I'm so sorry that Jackie isn't here. I miss Jackie. Do you miss Jackie? I, I miss Jackie. I miss Jackie was here. It's so sad that she's not here. It's like, shut up. Okay. Like, are you really that sad that Jackie's not there? I'm, I don't really like Jackie. So I, Jackie, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you are. I've tried my hardest to like you. I just don't. And I'm sure she would say to me, that's no shirt off my back, Jordan, or something like that. Or it's not a loss. Like, okay, yeah, it's not a loss. But let me tell you something, Jackie. I just, sorry. I just don't gel with you at all. And um, I think I kind of feel the same as Dolores. Dolores (laughs) made such a good point, which was that I think, did I write it down? Oh yeah, <laughs> Dolores was like, I've seen her upset over less. And that's what I mean. She is, I have seen her, I mean, I've seen her upset like this over less things. She really does get really upset. Maybe you're not built for the housewives. I mean, I like the, I don't know. I like housewives getting upset, but I don't like her getting upset. It's just annoying to me. I don't know. I just don't think I want her on the show. But then I like having her around because I like not liking her. And you can't like every housewife, can you? Surely not. Anyway, so for some reason, they're going and having a really nice time at Lake George and they've gone on this like boat and they're going to a restaurant. And Melissa shares that Antonia has a boyfriend. I was a bit horrified. I gotta say, like, I feel like I, I was Antonia, a boyfriend? Like, what are these, how old are these kids? I did not know that they were like 15 years old. And it kind of shocks me because when I was 15, I thought I was grown ass motherfucking adult. Like, I just thought like, I mean, and, and by the way, I didn't do anything when I was 15. I was a really good boy. I didn't drink alcohol until I was 18 years old. <laughs> and now it's, de- and I didn't like do anything naughty. I didn't like have sex and kiss people and anything like that. I didn't do anything. I was really good. But at 15, I definitely felt like I should have been. And um, everyone else was doing it. And everyone else was having a great time. And I just stood there like, oh, I'm scared. Um, And so when I thought about Antonia and I thought about my little baby Melania and my little kids all just, you know, out here like kissing boys and and, and they have said, Melissa said that Antonia said that, uh, no, Melissa said that Melania said that Zach who we now know his name is Zach, who's going out of Antonia, doesn't pressure her to have sex and everybody's having sex. And I thought, God, of course they are. All these kids in New Jersey are having sex. This is scary. I'm just like, oh God, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, it's, I just feel like 15 is way too young. I think like 15 at my parents' generation was probably normal or 15 to like my grandparents' generation was normal. But I feel like we've had this creation of teenagehood and childhood. You know, kids aren't at ch- up chimney chimney sweeps anymore. You know, it's not Victorian times. So we've this is now like like it's not okay at that age anymore. So I was really horrified at that. I just felt like 
yeah, I just don't want to, I, I don't want them to do that. I don't want little Antonio. But you know what? <sighs> They're grown ass adults now. I have to let these little kids be grown. You know, like, so it, it kind of happened with Brielle, although, you know, Brielle, I always thought was, you know, she always thought she was going to turn into a little mini, a little mini Kim, uh, which is fine. But, you know, I did used to look at her and think, oh, God, like, she's grown up now. And Riley's got all these kids are growing up. And I'm like, I have to let them go. I have to let them be adults. I can't hold on to these, you know, childhoods anymore. But sometimes I look at them and I'm like, but you was a little baby once. You know, I don't know. It's very strange growing up with these housewives. Anyway, so. They make this, they have this conversation. Dolores says that she um, used to be scared to go away for the weekend or, or go away without her husband and leave him because he would cheat on her. And I just was like, shut. and Melissa said she feels the same and drunk Melissa's out. I love drunk Melissa, to be honest. I actually love Melissa when she's drunk. I actually think everyone should be drunk all the time. I think people are their best selves when they're drunk. I think they're fun. I think people are living their lives uh, as, as I drink. But you know what I mean? Like drinking, like people when they drink, they're a good time. And Melissa's fun um, as a drunk. They all said that they don't like leaving their husbands when their husbands, um, because they think their husband's going to cheat on them. And it's honestly like, I don't have a husband. I've never had a boyfriend, never had a wife or a husband. Or like a, any, I've never had anything. So the idea that you're scared to leave them on their own because they're going to cheat on you is just, it was such a foreign concept to me. And then I thought, wow, what, this is such a reality that like, I bet a lot of women are going through this. Like, I just really didn't think about that. And they all said that, yeah, like, um, yeah, in case he cheated, Melissa and Margaret agreed. They said that like when, the, and then when, cause if they go out, their husband's like, oh, you're out. Okay. I'm going to go out and go in harder and I just thought, men are fucking dicks. Like, honestly, what, I I haven't, I, I forgot like this was going on. Um, I have pictures. <laughs> I'm on you, if you're watching on YouTube, I have pictures and I completely forgot that I have pictures in the background to show people. Um, I'm going to discuss that picture in a second, but yeah. They were saying that they were worried about, like they would work worried that their men were going to cheat. And that for me is just, I just think at this point, like you're worried that your men are going to cheat. I worry for them. I, I just think men need to change. Like men, men suck. Men absolutely suck. Like the fact that this is a real thing. So then Teresa sh uh, shares this story about how she went out with, um, she went out and she met Joe and Joe, her brother was out. And then they went to a strip club together. And then Melissa called and said that he, she was like, was like, well, where are you at Joe? Where are you going? And he's like, I'm with my sister, with my sister, Teresa, tell her, Teresa, tell her that we're not, we're not at the strip club. Tell her we're somewhere else. And Teresa's like, Joe, why did you put me in this position? I don't know what to say. Like, Okay, weird. Would you go to a? Would you go with your brother or sister to a strip club? I don't know. Maybe it's a British thing, or maybe it's because I grew up extremely Christian. But 
strip club culture for me, I thought was kind of fringe. I feel like Americans, and I only know this because of the housewives. So if the housewives doesn't represent America, I'm sorry, I don't know. But from my perception of America through the housewives is that you guys are kind of comfortable with strip clubs a lot more than I would have thought. I'm not I, I thought strip clubs were for like seedy old men. Maybe I'm the ignorant one. But I think that if you were to say, like, like if you were to say that you went to a strip club with your brother or sister, I think in England people would be confused by that. I think they would be like, oh. And um, why? But in America, the way she said it and the way everyone reacted, like no one was like, why are we at your strip club with your brother? No, I, I guess it's okay. I guess that's normal. I think Americans go to strip clubs like like English people go and pop to the shops. You know, just go and pop down the road. And yeah. By the way, talking about English people, I usually like to see an English person on a, on a housewife show because I'm like, oh yeah, a team. Like, loved Carlton, loved Lisa Vanderpump. Um, who is this new bitch? She's, there's a picture of her here. This is the back of her. And by the way, what are these hoodies? What are these hoodies? What? I don't understand whose hoodies these are. I don't know whose new businesses these that these are. It's horrific. These are the worst outfits I've ever seen in my life. And they all had them. This is disgusting. It looks like someone has thrown paint in it and then put it in the wash three times. And it's kind of fair. It's, it's horrific. I don't, and they all had this themed clothing. I don't like that. I really, I know New Jersey's never been like the fashion capital, but this was even bad for like the posh fashion show. This is not, the Minnesota Gorga, I don't envy you in this outfit, okay? Really don't appreciate. And this British woman, I th- is she what? Margaret's assistant? What are you? Are you a friend of? Are you a housewife? Are you here for the day? What are you doing? Why do you feel like you should be giving your opinion? I need to know what you're doing because she's all like, oh, excuse me, guys. I just had a moment. Like, shut up. <laughs> Why? Giving her two cents. See, the, th- the problem, and she has this weird, I did not, I was like, is she British? And I'm British. And I was like, is she English? I don't, I was like, oh no, she's South African because, or she's Australian because she doesn't have, she's talking strange. Like even a British accent with mixed with an American accent sounds bizarre at at finest, but like I can often tell, but you know, Dorit, (laughs) which is whatever that fucking accent is, is I know she's from Connecticut, but like, you know, oh my God, Lisa. So, um, but that this woman, I could not understand her accent. I think she, I thought she was South African or, or Australian. And then she, at the end, was like, in England, the scariest, the biggest animal we have to run away from is a badger. And I was like, what does she mean from England? You're not from England. <laughs> this is not an English accent. Like, this is not a hybrid English-American accent. This is a hybrid American with something else accent. I don't know. She irritated me. I don't like her. Whoever she is, shut up. <laughs> don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> I like those housewives friends that don't talk. Um. Oh God. I actually, do you know what? Usually I don't like them. I like the friends that talk and interact. I usually, I don't like the friends that come on and just nod, you know, <laughs> like, but she should just be a nodder. Okay. That whoever she is, 
fake English woman. Oh, oh, the scariest animal's a badger. Like, oh, she, what was her voice? I just, I was, ir- I was very angry at it. They have a really nice time on this boozy boat, which honestly, I wish I was there. Would have loved to have a good shot with Teresa. Oh, love. I just love Teresa. Want to, want to be her best friend. Um, they have a really good, uh, really good time. And um, Melissa and Teresa. No, who came up with the idea? I think Dolores came up with the idea to ring Joe and say, like, to get back at the fact that he went to the strip club with his sister and didn't, and and lied to you on the phone and said he wasn't there. You now say to him, uh, like, Teresa now rings him up and says, um, I think that, uh, no, uh, Melissa is was talking to the restaurateur, whoever this restaurant, in some restaurant, or I don't know, and that she's like, you know, joking around saying that he's cheat. She's cheating on. She. He, he. I don't even know what the insinuation was, but I think it was that Melissa was dancing with him and talking to him and went off with him privately, insinuating that something more may have happened. She calls up her brother, and the way that Teresa was just like so ready to say this lie and just took the opportunity to come for Melissa, like she was literally like. <laughs> She like rang him up. She was like, Joe, I saw Melissa off with like this restaurant. The, the guy who owns the restaurant, he's like the manager of the restaurant. And she was like, you know, he she was there, like, oh, oh, I'm Melissa. Like, I'm Melissa. Like he was just standing there and she was just like, oh, I'm Melissa. And I was like, oh my God, like you're actually taking the, the like any opportunity to shade your sister-in-law. Like that is a little bit cruel, which is brilliant. Like <laughs> I bloody love her. I do love Teresa. Um, but she's like sitting there on the phone and she's telling Joe that like, oh, Melissa was speaking to the restaurateur and she went over here and she did this and she did that. And the way she lied was just off the cuff, like easy. Like she she said this lie with such ease. I was like, oh my God, I've been on Teresa's side this whole time, but she's probably been lying. Like she lies so good and believable and her brother's even like listening to this and he like pulls over and he like speaks to her in Italian he's like what, 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 like you know he's like like what what do you mean like tell me he was shook and he believed her and he believed that Melissa could possibly have been cheating and Teresa just kind of the way that she was like explaining this lie to him she like made she like was saying this saying it and she was like making stuff up on the spot and then she was like I no, Joe, like, I didn't see what they were saying. Like, I just saw them, like, go off over there, but I didn't know what she was speaking. I didn't think she was going to do anything. Anyway, yeah, like, oh, Melissa's just walked into the room. Oh, hi. She acted it so brilliantly, and I was like, wow, psychopath. Like, she could pass one of Lisa Vanderpump's um, lie detector tests. Like, these housewives are actually a little bit sick. They can lie so well that they could probably pass lie detector tests. Something's going on here. They, they're brilliant. Um, I, I screenshotted this picture. And if you're seeing it, I just, Margaret has had some kind of work done. And she has a very horizontal mouth. And I just was surprised by that. Every time I see it, I'm like, this is very horizontal. It's very straight across. Like, I don't know. Interesting. She's had a boobs. That, look, look, I like Margaret. I think she's a very real woman. And I like to see housewives be more real. But the mouth is interesting to me. I just think, well, how, why, why does it look so straight and and across and, and horizontal? It's just, you know, it's bizarre. 
anyway. So I think I might have took this picture because I just thought Melissa Gorga was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I, I honestly, I like fancy her. Like I, I think she's fit as fuck. Like she, Melissa Gorga is just sex on legs. I actually think she's really hot. I love Melissa Gorga. I love Melissa Gorga. So then we get to the point where Jen tells Dolores that Michelle Pace, who I guess is a friend of, again, I don't know who you are. Are you a friend? Are you a clear? What are you? Are you an extra? Are you, gonna, are you a nodder? Like, what are you? She seems pretty, but she seems thirsty as fuck. When she was like, so basically, Jen at Evan's party, which I guess we didn't, they didn't show us originally that Michelle, who is, I, I think was brought on by Teresa. I think she's selling Teresa's house or something. Who the hell is this bitch? I don't have a clue who she is. She goes over to Jen and tells Jen that Joe Gorga, Melissa's husband, owes her husband money because he did a motivational speaking at Gorga, Gorga's for what was it called? Did I write it down? At an event, and it was called something like Growing, Growing with Gorga. Don't know what it was about. Like, I guess it was about growing something. And he spoke at it and didn't get paid. And apparently he owes him tens of thousands of dollars, like lots of lots of dollars. Was it tens of thousands? He owes him so many dollars. I don't know how great, I don't know who Michelle Pay's husband is, and I don't know why he's worth so much to do one talk at an event but what ten thousand dollars tens of thousands hundreds of thousands really like what's going on michelle by the way dolores i just want to say again another one sexy as hell gorgeous she is so fire this season i was not a dolores fan didn't like her first season didn't really like i thought she was boring don't think she said anything i think she just bummed off siggy flicker who I loved and has broken my heart, by the way. Siggy fucking Flicker, you've broken my heart. You and your Donald Trump capital surrectionist supporting self. I used to love you, Siggy fucking Flicker. And you have broken me. I just want to know. I just want, I hope Siggy, Siggy's listening to this. Jackie's listening to this. Siggy, you've broken my heart. You've hurt me. You've hurt me by doing what you've done. I thought you was a good one. Siggy fucking flick, I'm really disappointed. But by the way, Dolores, fucking hot. Sex on legs. This outfit is disgusting. These horrible, horrible tie-dye-esque. It looks like something from 2003 that was awful. Like, horrible outfit. She rocks it and she looks so good. David does not know what he is... He needs... He's going to regret that one day. That Him... He needs to be on that. And he's not treating that the way that he needs to be treated. Look at her. She's got no makeup on. And uh, these horrible outfits. She could not look any worse. And she possibly, like, she's not, she's dressed awfully. Her hair's all, her, her face has got no makeup. And she looks like a million bucks. She, this is her at her worst. <laughs> you don't deserve her, David, at her worst, let alone her best, okay? And this is her at her worst. We don't even deserve this, America, England, whatever, whoever I'm speaking to. Apparently, I have fans in Estonia, and I just want to say my Estonian people love you. Love that you listen to my podcast. It's amazing. So, 
apparently George, George, <laughs> Joe Gorga owes this Michelle pays husband money. And Jen's like, how do I bring it to her? And it's this kind of, for some reason, and I've seen like Jackie on Watch What Happens Live, there seems to be this concept that Jen heard this from her. And now it's like on Jen on whether she brings it to, if she brings it up to Melissa, then it's a problem. But I feel like, look, if someone said it about someone on the camera, you need to tell the person and say to them, look, they said this. And you can say it in a way that's like, oh, I'm going to bring it out and be shady. Or you can bring it out and just be like, look, they said this and I'm letting you know, and you can handle it the way you want to handle it. Like, it's not a problem. So why is it like, it seems like if Jen brings this up, then Melissa's going to take it as you're coming for me because you brought it up. But the fact is she was told it by this extra on, on, on camera. So surely Melissa has to understand that we're filming the housewives and you signed up for this. So if this is going to be said on camera, then it has to be told to you by the person who was told it. Like, like, hello, like you, you need to hear it. Like we were on the show, like what's going on here? So I don't know why everyone's worried about how, like, whether Jen tells Melissa or not. Jen has to tell Melissa. I guess there's this, I, I have a feeling like I do a lot of, like, I'm trying to always work out what's going on with these housewife shows and how they're filming it. And I think that they might be like, if, if this Michelle person tells Jen and Jen doesn't tell Melissa and doesn't ever speak about it again, then they, the producers won't put it on the show because it, it wasn't a storyline that went anywhere. Like it's, it's almost like the housewives, it's the housewives fault for making a storyline out of something. And I, I didn't think of it like that. I always thought, oh, like, like the producers say to them, you have to bring this up. So therefore that's why it's brought up. But I don't know. It's very confusing. Because there's stuff where the house, there's other, I'm trying to think of another season. I think it could have been the Mon, Monique season uh, with Monique and Giselle and the and Big Boy not being the father of their child, and there was something where like it was whether Giselle and the girls were going to bring it up on camera or not, and I don't know some stuff. It was very confusing. It's almost like I don't know. I don't know. I, I really am trying to wrap my brains as to how these shows work and how they come to be. I don't know what a producer does and what a producer doesn't. For me, I think they do everything, but then I don't know if they do anything. I don't know. So that's what happens there. Then we have these scenes with the men and <laughs> you're a dick, but I love you. That's the, that's what we're hearing here. I don't know who said that. The, these men are I, I'm going to rank the men, um, the ones that I like the most, the ones I like the least. I like Bill the most. I think Bill is nicest. Bill Aiden. I think he's nice. I think he's geeky. I think he's trustworthy. I think he doesn't cheat on his wife. Um, Jen said that she doesn't worry when her husband goes out and she doesn't, and he doesn't worry when she goes out. And that's just trust. And I like that. And I think he's a good husband. I think he's really cool. I think he's not, I think kind of, well, you know, he, he can get it. Um, who's my next favorite. I think Joe Gorga is a nice, I do like Joe Gorga. I think he's got something. There's something about Joe Gorga in a disgusting way. Something about him that's kind of hot and also really nice and likable, but he is gross when he talks about Tarzan. He does, he's kind of, I don't know. There's some things with Joe Gorga. I'm like, 
Ugh, I don't like you. But I think he would always win you over. He has this like thing. I don't know what it is. Now, I like Frank as well. I think Frank is a nicer person than what he looks like. I think he looks, if you was to judge him upon appearance alone, he's very red and he's very muscly and he looks like he would be kind of not a very nice person. He's also cheated on Dolores a lot, which I think is mean. And he's obviously upset her. But I think he's a lovely guy. He seems really nice on the show. And he seems like a really cool person. Um, he he has breathing problems. Um, I think he's, he's just... <sighs> he's just very swollen. And it's just like a lot of muscle. Like, it's a lot of muscle. It's very red. It's a lot of blood. Like, there's not a lot of fat content. It's just a lot going on. So sometimes it's a little bit Hulk Hogan for me. But, um, but I think he's a nice person. Now, I really have not developed any connection towards Margaret's husband whatsoever. I don't like Joe number. I call him Joe number 25 because he's irrelevant, whatever he is. There's so many Joes and he's at the end. Okay. I just don't like him. Don't trust him. Something, I don't know why. I just don't like him. I think it's when he threw Marty in the pool. I felt that that was mean. I I don't know. I He doesn't vibe with me. There's something about Margaret and him. And I really want to pinpoint where it came. Because I used to really like Margaret. And I thought she was a brilliant new housewife. And I really don't know when I stopped liking her. And I think it could have been her fight with Danielle and Marty, but then I don't know why I would, why would I take Danielle's side? For some reason, I take Danielle's side over a lot of stuff as well. I, for some re- I don't know why I just like her. And, um, I, 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 for, there's, a, there's, I have a pattern, maybe it's quite toxic, I need to fix this, that housewives that are so crazy that act in such a ridiculous way. I just think like her, like Jen Shah, I just think you're acting like this so mad and it makes no sense and you have no reason to, and there's no justification that there's something happening that I don't know about and that I, you have to be right. And I just have to believe you. Do you know what I mean? And I probably, that's probably wrong because they're probably just bitches. I don't know. Probably just not nice women. But I don't know. Anyway, so. They talk and they... Oh, oh, and did I write... Oh, Evan. Evan's good looking. Don't know his personality. Don't care about him whatsoever. So he's not even ranked. But yeah, that's... Um, did I miss anybody? I don't know if I missed anybody. Don't care. They say something. I think... Oh, I did want to just say that I do think plastic surgery for men should be improved. I think women look great with plastic surgery and makeup. And I think there's a a market for men to have plastic surgery and makeup. And I really think it should happen. I saw a lot of, it was sometimes shocking to me because I'm so accustomed to seeing pulled faces. I'm so accustomed with, with the housewives seeing faces that look like aliens to see real human faces with pores and sweat. I was like, oh God, we need, we need fillers, don't we? We need plastic surgery. We need things happening. But when you have plastic surgery as a man, and I'm thinking about this every day and I'm like, oh God, 
I'm worried about it because plastic surgery on men doesn't tend to look very good. And I've seen plastic surgery on men, it tends to look very fake and they look ridiculous and plastic and horrible. On women, it, for some reason, their plastic surgery face looks great. Joan Rivers, Lisa Renner. Like, it's so obvious that it's not a real face, but it looks so fucking hot. I don't give a shit. Um, Joe, the one that I don't like, the Joe that I don't like says that he has also heard in his house talking with like women talking to Margaret that um, Evan has had an affair. And they all did a shot to say that they didn't think that Evan had had an affair. But Joe now hearing it, I honestly, like it made me think that this is a real rumor. And I thought maybe it is a rumor that he is having an affair. Do I believe it? I don't know. I really am torn. I don't know if he is having an affair. He could be. Because if this is a real rumour, that's different. I honestly, in the beginning, thought Teresa just made this up. Producer said to her, he's having, just say he's having an affair. Which is fine. And I would have totally accepted that from her. But now that I'm hearing that Joe heard it and... Maybe she re and Jen said Jen told Teresa that she heard it. I feel like the producers do a lot of work and a lot of speaking to people, and people do say this stuff, and the producers bring it to the show. One thing I do know is that the producers don't like to bring lies to the show. I know that sounds ridiculous because these shows are full of lies, but a lot of the time, producer like the stuff will come on these shows, and the producers will do a, a little bit of fact checking. And the stuff that comes on the shows later on, it turns out to be kind of true that it has. And, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, So I don't know, but I do know that there is a certain amount of fact checking, but I don't know the process. I want to believe that Evan is cheating on Jackie because I don't like her. (laughs) Oh, that's so mean. I'm sorry, Jackie. So then they go to dinner and I think like Melissa calls uh, with with Margaret. They call Jackie because they're like, "I miss Jackie. Should we call Jackie? Oh, let's call Jackie because I miss Jackie. Whatever. Do you really miss Jackie? They call her and they're like, "Look, Jackie, you need to apologize to Teresa because the only way she's going to apologize to you is if you say I'm sorry about the G and the coat thing." And I really think that people like first of all, she quoted Lisa Renner which is Lisa Renner saying, Dorit, did people do coke in your bathroom? So she she knows what she's saying when she did that. And she says that she said it like an analogy. I didn't take it as an analogy. When she said it, I, I and I still to this day think she might have heard something. Like the way she said, she says that she didn't hear anything, she completely made it up. But the way she said it was very much like, I really thought she had heard something. She didn't say it like it was an analogy. And so... I think she's not being accountable and I'm really annoyed that they're all not holding her accountable for that. I just think it's unfair. I just really am angry about it. I just think that she's, it's so disgusting to mention the children and to bring up Gia, my little baby, how dare you? Like, it's just so bad that she did that. And I think that they're, they're being too nice to Jackie. Like, I'll be like, Jackie, you're fucking wrong. Like you, 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 she said something about your husband, fair enough. But what you said was 10 times worse and it's not nice. And she's trying to now pretend like it's an analogy. It's not an analogy. You you wanted it to look like some, like whatever, Jackie, you brought it up. 
you're putting it out there. Whether it was an analogy or not, people are going to think that because you said, I heard this. Jackie is refusing to say sorry. She's like, oh, no, 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 Melissa. I'm not going to say sorry to Teresa. I don't think. And then Teresa's literally like, I'm not going to say sorry to her at all. I don't give a fuck about her. To be honest. Teresa doesn't give a shit about her. And they're all trying to tell Teresa again. I think you should apologize to Jackie. She ain't having none of it. Teresa doesn't give a shit. She storms off. Walks off, does this wonderful dramatic exit. Like, fuck all of yous. I don't want to speak to any of yous. You all know that. And Dolores is like, oh, why should she want to speak to me? I didn't say anything wrong to her. Like, what's wrong with her? I've had enough of it. I don't want to hear anything about Jackie. I've had enough of it. I don't have the patience. So they have, like, their little thing. Um, Teresa, Teresa leaves because they were going at her. Oh, yeah. Then they have s'mores. And, um... Sh- <laughs> They have these s'mores and Teresa learns that she, well, no, Teresa doesn't learn this. We learn this about Teresa. She doesn't like s'mores with marshmallows. So then they have s'mores and Teresa says a line, which I think is perfect for her, which is that she gets over stuff easily or something like that. Like I get over stuff easily. I move on. Did she, what did she say? Do you, I don't, I don't dwell on it. I don't dwell on stuff. And Dolores is like, Teresa, you fucking dwell on stuff. Like, that. Is, you are a dweller. Like, that is you. And it is. Teresa doesn't dwell on stuff. To Me and Teresa are both Tauruses. And let me tell you something. Tauruses, we hold motherfucking grudges, okay? You can do one thing to us and we will hold a grudge till we go to the grave. And I will sit in my motherfucking grave and still be pissed off at you, bitch. Okay? So, let's go. And we're going to think... We're going to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta now. <laughs> So let's get into Atlanta. Okay, so Atlanta starts with them all at that dinner, that crab boil, whatever that like seafood, cucumber, not cucumber, sweet corn stuff is. Americans love a good old seafood, like seafood, sweet corn combo, don't they? I like boil it in a tub. I I love that. I I love, I've got to say, I want to be vegan and I think it's really important to be vegan, but I do love fish. I did love like a bit of like like break it open, snap open the shell and put it in your mouth. Yeah, I do I do love it. So I yeah, I guess it's like a black thing. So I really wanted to enjoy that. I wanted to I was they really eat some food in Atlanta, don't they? They had that big massive pig. Like Cynthia was packing it up like an auntie. <laughs> I love how they say auntie. It's like auntie. Like we in England we like auntie, but like auntie uh see they're acting like an auntie okay brilliant so anyway they're all having their dinner and really everyone's coming at kenya everyone is not happy with kenya at all like even toya was coming at kenya and i was shocked at that toya's literally like kenya so i mean toya is arguing i don't understand what's going on with toya and drew can someone explain that to me are they are they arguing or not? Like, are they fighting? Like, this isn't a normal Atlanta fight. Usually when two... Like, can Toya and Drew learn from Kenya and Portia, please? Like, can you just go and watch previous seasons and learn how to have a feud? Because this is not it, okay? Whatever you're doing this, I'm your number one fan. I'm your only fan. Like, funny, it's cute. 
I need more from you. I need drag out, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Don't talk about me and my wig, bitch. Don't talk about me and my husband, bitch. Uh, I need a bit more instead of just passive aggressive conversations over crab. Like, I just don't need it. So anyway, so they're sitting at the table and I think Toya is saying, oh, Drew, so you was with the Bolo? Like, you was doing all this, like, last night? Was you the one who was Kenya's trying to fight with Bolo? Trying to put it on Drew. Drew's like, no, it wasn't me, girl. And then, and then Kenya starts talking about, like, whatever. And she was like, yeah, why? Toya, like, why? Why are you talking about, why, why you have to bring it up then, Kenya? Why you have to talk about it? Why, why, why are we still here talking about it? Why, we're having a fun night. And you want to have a fun time. And now you want to talk about it in front of everybody. Like doing your investigation. And um, Kenya is just... Thing is, let me tell you something. I am glad for Kenya. I thought this was Kenya's last season. I thought Kenya was done. Huh. Huh. Wrong. Kenya, thank fuck for you. You are like... If it wasn't for Kenya bringing this stuff out on the show, bringing all this up, talking about it, giving us all this investigation. We wouldn't be knowing about... I. This has been the most boring season of Atlanta, the most disappointing season of Atlanta. It's disappointing to me. I'm disappointed, okay? I'm disappointed of the fact that they have done so terribly. This has been a really boring season, and this is the only fun time that we have had is at South Carolina. And thank God Kenya brought out all this stuff about Bolo because can you imagine if we didn't at least have this little thing like, oh, we did Porsche seat with Bolo. and If we didn't have that, what would we be talking about? Because what they filmed was, was just normal. So thank fuck for that. I also don't understand why Portia is acting like her sleeping with Bolo isn't the fucking coolest thing ever. If I was Portia, I'd be like, I fucking laid that thang down. And I feel like Portia would usually say that. She's a single woman. This is a really fit guy. Beautiful, stunning, like Adonis. Okay, this is a gorgeous man. There's nothing wrong with you admitting to fucking this motherfucker. Now, why would Portia say, try and act like she didn't? Maybe she didn't. Maybe she wasn't the one who actually done something with him. Maybe she was in the room and participated in some way. But maybe there was other girls that slept with him and she, it's all being pinned on her. But she doesn't necessarily want to sit there and say, well, it wasn't me. It was someone else because then it goes on to the other person. Who could that be? Tanya? Toya? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I I just question why Portia isn't owning it. I question that. Because I feel like this is something she would own. Out of all the things. Like, she's not she doesn't need to not own it, but I don't know. But anyway, they're at the dinner. They're talking about it. And Marlo is very interesting. Marlo's acting like she didn't hear anything. She's like, oh, what was it? I don't know. Maybe it was. I heard a sex party, but I didn't hear. Like, I heard everyone just partying, but I didn't hear. But when she was upstairs with Kenya, she told Kenya that she heard noises. So why is she acting like she doesn't know? But then, like, upstairs, she said she really did hear something. So maybe 
I don't know, understand why people are just, act, like, even Can, Candy's acting like she doesn't know. I don't know. Everyone's acting like they don't know. They didn't hear anything. And Kenya's like, we did. Uh, it's very bizarre. It's, I don't know. It's strange. It's very strange. This is my thing, though. You're filming a TV show. You go away with the TV show. And the strippers come and everything. Like, if you decide to fuck the stripper, that's on you, bitch. Like, you fuck the stripper while we're filming a TV show in a weekend away. Um, that's going on television. Are you fucking kidding me? You're recording a reality show. Portia, what are you doing? This isn't like turn the cameras away and you're not watching me now. We're not, we, this isn't, this isn't scripted. This isn't like, and seen and done. Like this isn't go back to your trailer. What, what, Portia, anybody, Tanya, this is a team, all of them. Oh, we're turning the cameras away and now we're going to have a fun time. No, you're not, bitch. No, you're not. You're not going to turn the cameras away and have a fun time. What are you going to do? You're going to go fuck that stripper. You're going to go fucking right there. And then we're going to talk about it on the TV show next day. I don't care what you... And I think it's so fantastic that even though they thought they were so smart by turning all their cameras away, they still had that camera that wasn't turned completely away and caught the little tops of the heads of Toya and Portia making out on the sofa. Excellent. Now, when I watched that and I saw them all going at it, it really reminded me of my past. Now, I had a lot of friends who, I'm going to have a drink before I even speak about this. Okay. Back in the day when I was young, my friends, I had some friends. <laughs> we're still, I'm still friends with most of them. But we were like this crazy group of friends. And we would all get really drunk and fucked up, like really fucked up and party. And I was still very Jehovah's Witnessy Christian, so I didn't really know what I was doing. But they would all get really drunk and then start like making out with each other. And some of them would start fucking each other. And it would be like, oh. And I remember once being in a room and like, <laughs> just everyone starting to have sex. Kind of gross. And I was just like, is this what people do? Like, in my Christian church, this isn't what we do. But is this how people are? I just, and it reminded me of that scene. And I honestly can tell, I've never had the desire, like, I really don't get that desire to, when I get drunk, to have sex with my friends or to kiss my friends. I don't do it. Now, have I done it? Yeah. <laughs> but usually because I just have to deal with whatever's coming at me. Um, is that sexual assault? <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just kind of go along with whatever's happening. But I don't usually... Uh, it's not something that I feel. I'm not there like, oh, I want to start making out my friend. I think it's almost incestual. It's gross. It's like weird. So um, when I saw Toya and Portia making out, I thought that was peculiar to me. Now, if these are two girls who actually find women attractive and are just making out, then that's fine. But I don't know if they are or not. Like, are they bisexual? Like, do they... I need to know. I honestly want to know this about a lot of girls. A lot of girls get drunk and start making out and start licking each other's pussy and shit. What is that about? I don't understand the desire. I don't know what... Do you... Does that mean you like girls? Or do you just do that 
for fun what what is what's the desire would you do it sober like what i would love to know i really would love to know i'm so confused by it i don't understand the fucking the friends i don't know anyway so i love this by the way this scene of kenya where she is like <laughs> when she's like of course portia knows that bolo's thing is real because it was hitting her windpipe and making her call him daddy <laughs> i love that i just found that really fun um Anyway, yeah, like, girl, just shut up. So they're all arguing at the dinner. How fun is that to watch? <laughs> Why won't this go next? Okay, because I'm pressing the wrong button. Um, yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that they, they were fucking in this open bedroom here. And Portia's room is here. Now, Tanya, fucking hell, Tanya. Look at what this is what she fucking says. What a silly cow. All I know is that I spent the night in this girl's room. Portia is the one that we that Kenya has blatantly said basically she heard her voice fucking Bolo. And we all know in the house Portia fucked Bolo. That's what's happening. Now the the accusation is that there was someone else in the room with Portia. And it was another girl, and we don't know who that was. And Tanya, big mouth Tanya. Tanya's mouth is massive, by the way. Like it's actually, it's it's actually physiologically ginormous. And so, and she talks too much. So she comes out and says that she bloody was in the room with Portia. She says, all I know, I need to dispel. She's talking, she's saying disparaging comments about us because she's Canadian. And she's like about uh, talking. It's, it's about us and like blah blah blah. And I need to dispel my character. And basically, she's like, all I know is like I spent all night in this girl's room. And Portia looks at her like, why the fuck did you just say that, you stupid bitch? And then Candy, <laughs> Candy's face is like this. <laughs> Candy gives the best facial expressions in the world. Let me tell you, she and I honestly did this look. Mm, okay, exactly, because Kenya was like, exactly, everyone just said, you just basically placed yourself at the scene of the crime, why the fuck did you say that, oh, like, we're all gonna, you spent the night with Portia, oh, so that means you two didn't do anything, excuse me, we all know Portia freak ho, we all know Portia is, was doing bolo, okay, she was boloing that bolo, and good for her, I don't even, I want her to bolo bolo, I want her to bolo with the bolo, I want her to enjoy it, I want her to ride it, I want her to lick it up and down, do it, but, you know, I, for some reason, she doesn't want people to think that she slept with bolo, if I was her, I would hold that as a badge of honour, but it's okay, that's what I'm not Portia. Anyway, next day, Candy speaks with Don Juan and Cynthia speaks with Mike Hill. And oh <laughs> and Drew speaks with her husband. And honestly, look, Mike Hill, this is Cynthia saying, and it was real because we all confirmed it. This is Cynthia telling Mike Hill that she saw Bolo's Bolo and that it was big and it was real. And these men are, he's looking at her like, oh my God. And I wonder what that's like for a man when your wife comes home and says, oh my God, I had a great weekend with the girls. 
this man came and he was sexy and he had body and he had soul and he came out and he was licking his marks and um and and he had a willy <laughs> that was big and it was big massive biggest willy i've ever seen and the man standing there like oh you're blatantly telling this you're blatantly telling your husband that you saw someone else's willy that's bigger than his and obviously Mike looks devastated. And then I don't know why Mike decides to do this dance, but um, that was kind of interesting that funny joke. Um, I enjoyed Drew Sedora telling her husband that she saw Bolo and she made it clap for him. Drew was very honest. Drew was like, I made it clap for him. I put my booty on him. I made it da 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 And he did it da 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 And he was like, what, what, what? And I was like, what, what, what? Good. Getting him back because he wouldn't tell her what he didn't tamper. And I enjoyed seeing him with his coffee cup squirm. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, he actually, I feel like he died inside. I think he instantly saw his wife with, in his mind, making it clap for Bolo. And he hated it, but he couldn't say a thing. Because he went off to fucking Tampa, didn't tell Drew, and then won't tell Drew what he was doing in Tampa. And honestly, when I look at Drew, it hurts me. I get physically hurt because I'm like, Drew Sedora from the game, from White Chicks, apparently, <laughs> according to Keisha, told me last week. You need, you deserve better than this. This is not the man. This man, he, the fact that he went off to Tampa and was like, I and won't tell her what he did or who he was with or whatever. I need to know what's going on. Either. He is cross-dressing and is going to Tampa to dress in women's clothes and walk around a hotel room on his own and doesn't want to tell her. Or he's cheating on her with somebody in Tampa. Or what could be the... Why, what else would you just disappear to Tampa for and not tell your wife why you went? What? Why would you not tell her? I don't get it. What are you doing? You just want to go there and click your head? And then Marlo, like, says something at the table. She's like, y'all want to do some stripper stuff? Like, y'all can do whatever y'all want. And Portia's like, oh, right, is that the statement? And you can see right there, Portia and Marlo, who have apparently built up a friendship. I think Marlo was really supportive of Dennis, and Portia liked that Marlo liked Dennis. And so therefore, Portia was down with Marlo. Now Dennis is at the picture. Marlo and Portia are having this funny thing. And then Marlo basically jumps ship and has... Marlo, by the way, is not a loyal friend. Like, she has not been loyal to Nini, and she's now not been loyal to Portia. She's not like... Like, I love Marlo, and I think people should let her do everything she does, because she gives us so much by being herself. But she's not a good friend. Like, she will jump ship to be on the show. She loves that show. And she will jump ship to entertain that show. And that's just what's going on. So, Marlo, bless her heart. Um, But Marlo, I feel like Marlo and Portia are going to have some drama. And I can't wait to see it. But, yeah, sad that that friendship's going. Portia looked genuinely hurt by Marlo. I think Portia really does like Marlo. And she honestly looked hurt that Marlo had kind of been friends with Kenya. 
Mm. Interesting. So then Candy says to Don Juan when they're talking, because I don't love when Candy talks to Don Juan because Candy gives us real country accent. She's like, no, why, 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 I don't even know what he did, but like, what? Like, she just has this lot like, of love the way she Candy speaks. It's just brilliant. Um, and she says that, well, I'm going to say that Kenya weren't lying. She basically says that Kenya wasn't lying. Kenya was telling the truth. That what she heard was what she heard. So Candy's kind of given us a... And if you watch Candy speak on it on YouTube, you would see that Shamia really goes in on Candy and is like, you're wrong for saying that. I don't know why Candy... I honestly want to look at Shamia and be like, why do you think Candy needs to support Portia in anything? The fact that Candy even said that little thing, which is, oh, Kenya's not lying. Candy has actually, like, the fact that she's not coming out and saying this about Portia, Candy has every fucking right to come out and say, Portia sucked and slept and licked and went and did this and did everything with Bolo up and down. Over. Candy has every right and we would forgive her. You know why? Because Portia accused her of drug rape, which was not even true and having a sex dungeon. Fuck that. That is some bit. Let me tell you something. Has anyone ever accused me of drug raping them? And it, and of course, it being false, because I'm not going to do that. Fuck you. Absolutely fuck you. If you sleep with a fucking stripper, you bet the fucking world, I'm swearing too much, you better bet the world that I am telling everyone about it. I will go right and tell that shit, but let me tell you, and Candy owes Portia nothing, okay? I don't care. I support Candy in that, because that drug rape shit was really nasty. So... They all leave. And I just want to have a side note and say, Fallon, biggest waste of money ever. Fallon, what what was the point of employing her? Why is she around? She come, why did she even come down to South Carolina with her husband in the house? Why was she even around? Fallon is the most, she hasn't made no impact. What, I hope if she was paid, biggest waste of money ever. I've never, no, money down the drain, okay? So then Portia and Toya, Toya goes to Kenya's, Portia and Toya, T- Toya goes to Kenya's photo shoot. Kenya is looking sexy as fuck. Kenya, another one, sex on legs. I think she looks better with the weight on. She said she's lost some weight. I think she still looks curvy and I like it. I think she looks better with the weight on. Um, I don't want her to lose any more weight. I want her to stay like this. Fucking hot. Kenya is really, she needs to know her worth, okay? Miss USA, hello. But Toya comes and brings this strawberry cake. And this is her apology, I guess, or something. And Kenya starts telling her that, like, you know, she was really upset that she wasn't didn't have her back on the South Carolina trip. And you know what? Toya didn't have her back. Toya did not have her back at all. Toya kind of was really down with Portia and was down with the young girls and really had dissed the aunties, which is like the aunties, which is okay. Um, and Kenya was explaining to her like kind of why she was upset with Toya. And I did get why she was upset with her. And then she comes out and was like, and you know that I have a crush on you. What? No one knew that they were doing lesbian jokes and being like, oh girl, like I let the way that you, like I knew they were doing that kind of stuff. I did not know that Kenya actually had a crush on her. 
Now, I think that this is something that's quite common. And I think that Kenya doesn't actually have a crush on her in like, I want to marry you. I think that there are there, it can happen between two people of the same sex. And I've seen it happen with straight guys as well. And they call it bromance. Where they do... It's not like they want to sleep with them or have or be in a relationship with them, but they really like them and they have a really strong friendship with them and they get jealous when they give attention to others. And if that attention's sexual, they get jealous. It's not like they want the sexual attention, but they just want the attention and love because they love this. They have such a strong connection with this person of the same sex. I've seen it with two guys who are like friends and are straight and they're such good friends and like one of them gets a girlfriend and the other one doesn't and they're like jealous and it's like I've seen it happen so I think that's what's going on with Toya and Kenya but when Kenya said it I was a little bit shocked and I thought Kenya I actually think you look a little bit desperate and sad I actually think she looks a bit sad saying that because I, I didn't like it for her. I felt, I felt, I just was like, oh, that makes you look really weak and like kind of pathetic. Like Toya, really like Toya, Toya, Kenya is this grown ass woman and Toya is a little girl. And honestly, the age difference can show like they do. Kenya does it like an adult compared to Toya. Toya looks 12. Kenya looks 20. It's, it's like, guys, it's a little bit pathetic. Like, Kenya, you're not, like, I don't know. You're just like, I have a crush on you, this little girl. Like, I don't know. I just felt sad for her. When she said it, I didn't really like it. and It made, it made me feel uncomfortable. So Toya and Drew have a chat over mimosas. Honestly, don't. I'm just so, un- oh, I just, I'm just not really into Drew. And I just... I don't really care. Like, I just don't care. She lied to her husband and I felt like she lied to her. She was like, oh, um, he called her and she was like, he was like, are you coming home? And she's like, oh, I'm just out. Like, you know, and it's like, okay, like you're, you're now like, I, this relationship's toxic. She was like, oh, I'm out. She wasn't saying that she was sitting there talking to Portia. She was like, oh, I'm, um, I'm just, I'm on my way home now. Like I went shopping and now I've come home. And he's like, okay. And she's not saying that she's sitting there having a chat with Portia and doing whatever. And Portia's like, oh, I'm going to call you out on that. Like, I'm actually going to say that that's not okay. But Drew was... I, I just think her relationship's toxic. I just think, Drew, like, what are you doing? Like, that's not... What, all of this that you're doing, what is it? I don't know what Drew's doing. I don't have a clue. I don't get it. I, for me, it's not for me. Whatever this is, it's not for me. I think Ralph is really fucking hot. And I think he he is good looking. But I don't like going off to Tampa. And all of that stuff. And I don't like Drew reacting in this way. Like, I just don't like any of it. I don't like, I don't like that the mum is like, is the housekeeper. What, what was that? I don't know if that woman with the grey hair is their mum, is Drew's mum, or if it's the housekeeper, or the nurse, or the maid, or what she is. It, assistant, I don't get it. That whole thing, I just don't want it in, people seem to love Drew. Honestly, I'm trying to love Drew, just to be on, you know, I want to be just like everyone else. I don't like her. I just don't like her. I just 
don't like her. I just don't. I don't know what it is. I just don't like her. I'm trying so hard. I don't like her anyway. Oh, and then the last scene, I don't have a picture of it, but Kenya is sitting with her attorney and the attorney, and, and bless her, poor Kenya. She's telling the attorney how Mark is sent her love songs, which is again, a strange thing. Was sending her love songs saying, all my songs and my playlists are about you. Mark, who doesn't share his feelings, Kenya has said that he's not an emotional person, doesn't share his feelings, sent her love songs saying these are all about you. What is going on? I'm so confused. I don't understand. Kenya and Mark, are they together or are they not? Are they with together? Are they married? Are they not? Are they with together? I don't get it. And to be honest, Kenya, I'm bored. I've had enough of it now. You break up and get someone new because this is like, whatever this is, I, I don't understand it. When I see a news report saying Kenya and Mark, I, I just ignore it because it says they're together. Five minutes later, it says they're not together. Then it says they're together. Then five minutes later, it says not together. I've never met a married couple that breaks up so much. What are you doing? Kenya, what are you? She has the worst taste in men and the worst judgment when it comes to men. I'm telling you now, the girl is, she's got problems in that area. And it's a sad, it's sad because I actually like Kenya. I think she's gorgeous. I think she is, there's a man out there who just suits Kenya perfectly. And Mark Daly's in it. I th- I liked Mark Daly when I first met him. I thought, well, maybe he'll keep her on her toes. But she can't, she can't, he's not nice and he, she's, she can't deal with that. There's something, I don't get it. Do you remember when she went out with that, um, that gym guy, that guy from the gym? Um, what was his name? And he was like smashing her windows and her cameras and like getting all angry. And he was like, you never want to talk about your thoughts. Like, her, and Walter, Walter, the truck driver. All of these men are horrific. She's got the worst taste. God. So then, anyway... She then tells him, tells the attorney that he sent me love songs. The attorney's like, well, he told me he wants to get a divorce. (laughs) Kenya, from what I can gather, Kenya filed, they had separated, or maybe not officially separated, but they were married, but they weren't living together. Mark in New York, Kenya, Atlanta, issues with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, they were like uh, custody issues. So, So Kenya wants to get custody. On the after show, I listened to what Kenya had to say. She said that she filed something to do with custody. Mark didn't know what she filed. So Mark retaliated to whatever she said on filing something. He didn't know what she filed. So he filed. He was like, well, she's filing with divorce. I'm then going to file with divorce. He filed with divorce from New York. When you file for divorce from New York, automatically New York people attach alimony to it, maintenance. And that's why the maintenance and the alimony was, Kenya received this thing for Mark saying divorce, I want to get divorced and I want maintenance from you, alimony. I want money from you to take care of me. What is going on? Kenya said on the after show that she, that Mark didn't want alimony and that he just did it because the New York people automatically add it on and that he only did it as a, a retaliation. 
because he thought she was going to file something and that he withdrew it the next day. I honestly think that Kenya needs to go to a safe house. I think she needs to, whatever's got, I think she's even now lying for him. I think he's, I, I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's like a bad person. I don't think he's a man that likes women. There are some men who are straight. Honestly, they're straight men. They actually should be straight men. But they have such ingrained bollocks with women. Something wrong with them that they are, they find it, they find an inability to treat their women with any respect or love. They cannot treat women in the best way. And they fancy women, they find women attractive and they love women, but they don't like women personalities. They like male personalities. They would like to have a woman personality, no, a male personality in a woman's body. Anyway, let's get into... What's the next show? Texas. No, it's not all Texas. Dallas. I keep calling Dallas Texas, but it's not Texas, is it? Is Dallas in Texas or is Texas in Dallas? Or are they nothing to do with each other? Mississippi? I don't know. America? Don't know. We're going to talk about Dallas. So let's get into Dallas. I actually, i got to say, Dallas has become one of my favourites. I don't know why. I just, I think out of all of them, I'm most excited for Dallas. I don't know why. I think it could be possibly because of Tiffany Moon. I love Tiffany Moon. I love her. She, I want to be her friend. I want to talk to her about medicine. I want to talk to her about everything. I just love her. I don't know why. I really just... She's so, she's annoying and brilliant. Like, she's so, by the way, I think she's fucking gorgeous. She is so hot. I fancy her as well. Who do I fancy tonight? I've said a lot. Maybe I'm feeling a bit frisky. I I fancy Melissa. I fancy I, t- uh, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany Moon, I fancy the most. We also fancy Melissa. Who was the other housewife? Oh, Kenya. Oh, I do fancy Kenya as well. But I've most out of everybody fancy Tiffany. Tiffany, I think, is so hot. I think she's so beautiful. And I think she's a lovely girl. I think she's a really nice girl. I like her a lot of it. Anyway, so they start off with this dinner, which I feel like I saw, I've seen this dinner for years. But because they had this, like, break in between, whatever... And Stephanie tells Tiffany that she didn't find her very welcoming and that she thought she bragged because she was talking about toilets. And and Tiffany's obviously explaining like, oh, didn't know that. Tiffany makes this point that when she gave her rules, she feels more comfortable when people give rules because then she knows kind of what to do. And I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. I much prefer to go somewhere where someone says, these are the rules. I like rules. I like to, just like Tiffany said, I like to know what I should do and what I shouldn't do. I like to know what it is because come to me, give me rules, give me regulations, give me, tell me what to do. I like a seating arrangement, all of that. I love it. Just like Tiffany. I don't know what it is. I guess there's this like social anxiety or panic when like there isn't a rule that you don't know what to do. You just like, 
where do I, what, what do I do? You know, it's, I, sometimes it's easier when it's harder. Like it's easier when you have rules, it's easier when you have constraints, it's easier when you have restrictions. If you have limitations, then there's only a certain amount of things that you can do. If you have no limitations and complete freedom, it's like, well, well the possibilities are endless. And sometimes the possibilities aren't what you want. That's a philosophical gift for you that I've just given you. Anyway, so Cam said that she doesn't like it when, when Tiffany corrects her. I'm, I'm kind of with Tiffany on this one as well. Like, I understand, like, sometimes Tiffany does say things and correct somebody and it can be derogatory, and sometimes that can be the case. But they gave the example of when um, Cam said, you're two-faced, and what she really meant was that you're being contradictory. And Tiffany kind of tells her the right thing to say. I feel like Cam do shouldn't, doesn't have anything like, you don't have a leg to stand on. Like, you're having an argument and you accused her of being something that wasn't the right thing and she corrected you. You're having an argument with someone. Like, you don't get to say what someone else should say in an argument. Like, that's it. You, you that, that, <laughs> excuse me. And, um, and, and I agree with Tiffany. Cam needs to be corrected. Now, Cam does say things that are wrong all the time. I'm sure it's annoying for her to hear people always telling her that she's wrong. But you know what? Soz, like, sorry, but that's what happens. So really, Cam, don't care. Tiffany, I'm, your, I'm on your team. Um, so Deandra then goes off into meditation. And I honestly looked at this moment. I was like, I might be Deandra. Is she a Taurus? If Deandra's a Taurus, I actually have a feeling Deandra's a bloody Taurus. If she is, because I'm a Taurus, and um, if she's not, then this is ridic like, ridiculous. But I feel like I'm Deandra. One, because I'm an only child, and Deandra was an only child. And it does, I mean, she had, like, stepbrothers and sisters, so I guess that's a little bit different. But, like, you know, when you're an only child, you're an only child. Like, you, you, you literally are just about yourself. Like, people, you, you try and have friends, and this is the problem. You either become so friendly with people that you think they're your family and you love them to death, and it's too much because they break your heart, because they're not that, you know, friends can't always be perfect. Um, and then, or you just have to keep everyone at arm's length, which is, honestly, I was one way, and now I've gone to the other. Like, keep everyone at arm's length. Deandra, no, what's her name? Deandra, I don't know, um, Dallas. Okay, so Deandra's a Pisces. Usually Pisces are the star sign that I hate the most. Sorry if you're Pisces, but like you're the star sign that I'm like, oh my God, like you're so pathetic. Um, shocked. Yeah, Deandra disappointed me. Uh, but anyway, I feel like I'm her and this is why I feel like I'm her because she was meditating with the shaman. Like, I want to be peaceful. I want to be calm. But then arguing with people. So it's like, that's kind of what I do. Like, I'm like, meditate under the tree. Be really peace and calm. I want love and peace. Leave my meditation. Meet someone. Cuss them the fuck out and tell them how they're fucking disgusting. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. This, what is this Captain Dick? Uh, Brandy, 
I'll, I've got to say, don't know what's happened to Brandy this season. Um, I, I'm going to talk about Brandy later, but like, Brandy for me makes me just feel not not positive. I just don't know. Something about Brandy is not me. I think she needs help. I think she needs to go back to rehab. She's not something that's not good with Brandy. Um, and it's it's sad because I love her. Anyway, so Deandra, yeah, Deandra does her meditation and then she has all these like ointments and these sprays, um, like manifest sprays. And she has these things like, oh, I spray this sink and I put it under my tongue or whatever. And it makes me feel good. And it, and I would, I am usually, I am that kind of person. Like I, I honestly, if you could like just, I mean, everyone knows I'm a tarot reader. Um, do you, does everyone know that? I don't know, but. If you could look around my room, I have things, herbs, sprays, things, crystals, everything hanging about. But this is the thing, okay? I really feel like they work. And I'm like, I'm all about like the positive manifestation. But she did all of this stuff to keep COVID away. And she actually caught COVID. So I'm a bit like, look, am I being a dick? Like, am I full of shit? Like... Is all of this just bollocks? And maybe I should just listen to Western medicine. Like maybe Western medicine is actually the best thing because I would much prefer an acupuncture session or a voodoo or like some kind of like Reiki, like blah, blah. I, I'm all about that kind of spiritual shit, but I'm just thinking, look, Deandra had, you know, sprayed her zinc and she still caught COVID. So am I just maybe I should just get the vaccine. <laughs> Honestly, by the way, I was an anti-vaxxer. I read all the conspiracy theories prior to this. I, COVID, I was like conspiracy theory, vaccine gives people autism, everything. And I'm still like not a hundred percent on all the vaccines. Like maybe some vaccines need some help. Like maybe there was some older, but listen, the COVID vaccine injected to me. I want all of them. I want the Oxford. I want the Pfizer. I want the Z- the, the Z- whatever. Everyone to come in. Put them all into me. Put, I want them all. I don't want COVID. I do not want COVID. Do you know why I don't want COVID? Side note. Somebody, I've actually spoken to so many people now who have caught COVID. Friends, family, people who are extended family, all of those people. And they have long-term effects of being extremely tired and like not able to do stuff. And I know somebody who literally, they had COVID and now they have to go to bed at 6 p.m. every night because they're so exhausted. I do not need that at all. I'm already exhausted. I'm a tired fuck. And honestly, I struggle to even do the job that I'm doing right now. I like, if I want to be a singer, well, I do. I want to be a singer, I want to do I do not need COVID in my life. If I'm tired at 6 p.m., it's not happening. Like, I just don't need any of anything to make me more tired than what I really am. So don't need COVID, mask on, um, inject me with the Pfizer, the Oxford, the Astra, the this, the that, the whatever you need, give it to me and I will take it all. Um, and the fact that Deandra caught it, with all her zinc sprays makes me think that maybe I've been a fool and maybe the zinc sprays don't work and my sage and my palisanto and, and whatever and, and rose oil, which I love rose, anything, ro- rose oil, rose scent, rose, I love the rose. Anyway, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm consi- reconsidering my beliefs. So there's this really weird moment where Brandy 
just giving everyone like anti-sickness tablets. And on the bus, she gave everyone one that dissolves under the tongue. But then when she was on the boat or wherever they were, I was assuming on the boat, for some reason, I feel like the housewives are always just on a boat these days. Um, and she gave everyone like an anti-sickness tablet, but it was one that wasn't dissolved under the tongue. It was like when you swallow with water, with liquid. And, um, and, and I think Cam put it under her tongue was like, oh, Brandy, this tastes disgusting. This isn't the one that's under the tongue. And then, um, Tiffany's like, oh no, you got it wrong. Like that's, that's not the same one that you gave us earlier. That's the one that you swallow. That's not an under the tongue thing. And Brandy takes that as Tiffany trying to insinuate that she's giving out like drugs that isn't correct. And honestly, I've never seen anyone over-exaggerate something into something and over... I've never seen anyone do that in my life in that kind of way. Like, have I got... What's going on? Oh, that was the last picture I took of Dallas, sorry. Um, yeah, I have never seen anyone over-exaggerate and make something out of nothing in that way that... I found that ridiculous. I was literally like, oh, what the fuck? I've never seen... Tiffany was literally just like, oh... Um, the one that you gave us earlier was the one that was under the tongue. This one isn't under tongue. You have to swallow it. So like, Cam, that's why it tastes like shit. And Brandy's like, oh, she's insinuating that I'm giving out bad drugs. And honestly, she's only really saying this or, or feeling like this because she made that horrible video where she, you know, put like, people were commenting to her saying that you look Chinese or whatever because your eyes are small or, or slanted or whatever she, that people were saying. And she like, you know, pretended to be Chinese and was like, everybody's whatever she was doing. Like, and, um, and obviously she got a bit of flack for that because she called out Leanne for being racist. So then she got called out on her racism and then, and and now she's projecting it onto Tiffany, who Tiffany has done nothing wrong here apart from just be Chinese. <laughs> like Tiffany's just entered on the scene and has just been Chinese. And now Brandy feels awkward around her because Brandy's scared that if she says anything, I guess, negative towards her. I get this in a sense, in housewife sense, that she feels like if she says anything negative towards Tiffany it's going to be perceived as racist but by being so scared you're now looking at Tiffany's behavior and you're analyzing whether she's coming at you which is not fair because Tiffany's not coming at you in any way but you're guessing I mean, you're seeing everything into it and you're scared oh this is that this whole thing, when it comes to, because she brings up later on, she says to Tiffany at the dinner, which is the ending scene, where she says, "Do you feel comfortable around me?" She's like, "I'm not. I I, I don't feel comfortable around you." Um, and Tiffany's like, "Well, I don't know why, because I like you and I think you're great and like we have a good time and I don't have any issue with you after what you, I don't think you're racist." And Brandy's like, "Well, I just feel awkward around you. Like if I make a joke, I'm gonna." be perceived as racist and I'm just like I really want I just want to let everybody know who's white because <laughs> it seems to be just a white problem that people question like no one's uh, people are now extra sensitive so you have to be somewhat careful of what you're saying 
but we are all having to do it. I'm doing it as well because I'm mixed race. I'm black. I identify as black. And there are, uh, for my whole life, people have looked at me and said, you're black. It's only now that because of this, you know, with, with now, you know, Black Lives Matter and the retaliation from it that people are saying like, well, you're not full black. So you, why do you support Black Lives Matter? Blah, blah, blah. Listen. I have a certain amount of privilege because my skin is light. I have a bit more privilege than my darker skinned brothers and sisters. There are, there are some people who are lighter skinned than me and have a certain amount of privilege more than me. There are some people who are darker skinned than me, but, but maybe have a um, financial uh, boost or or ancestral connection that are like darker, but still have a certain amount of privilege over us because whatever that there's different forms of privilege, depending on the different areas you are in life. And it, it, it's very kind of, it, it's bizarre, but at the end of the day, listen, we all have different levels of privilege. We're all having to do that work to, make sure that we're saying things that are non-offensive. I'm trying to do that every day. So then Deandra and Carrie do this thing where they put their hands on the hearts and they like tell each other how they feel and stuff. And I totally understood how they felt because as an only child, they're, they're both only children. That was really interesting. That I understand it's hard to be friends with other people when you are an only child. You just don't know what it's like to I don't know what it's like to like interact with people. It's weird. So I got it. I think Deandra really loves Carrie. I don't think Carrie's being real. I don't think Carrie likes Deandra at all. And I think that was all just being a housewife, being fake. And I think Deandra actually really loves her. And that's why she was crying. That's why Carrie wasn't. So they did that. I thought it was a nice moment for them. And I wanted that for them. And I was hoping that, you know, it would be real for them. I thought it was interesting that in the thing that they both, they did this split screen. Um, and I like these split screens that the Real Housewives are bringing into. And they both said the same thing about each other. They both said like, like you hurt the people that you love the most. And they also said something about, I don't know. But anyway, they're both only children and they both understand each other. I like, I, I like that. I like Deandra. Don't care about Carrie whatsoever. Deandra, I think, is so beautiful and stunning. I think she's beautiful. I don't like it when they call her fat. I don't think she's fat at all. And no one has called them out on their unhealthy fat shaming when they call her fat and say, oh, she just is eating too many donuts. She's not fat. Deandra is like a normal woman's size. She's fucking beautiful. She's hot. She's great anyway. So annoyed about that. There was this scene where Brandy is squashing her face against the window and she's like, Brandy's squashing her face against the window and she's like doing that. And then Tiffany's like, guys, like my my five-year-olds would find this funny. And I'm like, exactly. This is, this is exactly my problem with Brandy is that she has this toilet humor. It's like not funny. Like she's squashing her nose a bit like, what's going on? That's not funny. Like, I mean, it's like <laughs> kind of funny, but it's not like, <laughs> like we're gonna laugh at this for five minutes like brandy come on I, I i am on tiffany moon's 
vibe and understanding on so many levels. Like, that is my fucking bitch. I love Tiffany Moon everywhere. Anyway, so I don't understand Brandy's um, childish humour. Then they do this thing where they're sitting down amongst campfires. I just feel like I've watched too many housewives this week around a campfire. I just feel like I've seen them all around a campfire. Like, at some point, like, stop it. I had enough. But they're around a campfire and Brandy and, and Cam is like, I'm going to scare these women by bringing this guy with a chainsaw to randomly jump out at some point. And they're telling scary stories. Cool. Okay, cool. Don't care. To be honest, with that campfire, I did think it was quite funny in terms of everyone. Like, Tiffany says she shit herself. And everyone kind of said that they shit themselves and peed themselves. And they didn't say it like it was joke. Like, it was a joke. I feel like they honestly might have actually shit themselves and peed themselves. Which I was even more horrified by. I was like, oh my god, did they actually? I've heard that women tend to let bodily fluids out a lot easier through excitement and stuff. So I don't know. And then it ended with the Brandy kind of saying she feels uncomfortable around Tiffany and that basically because Brandy did the rate that the video that was perceived as racist and everybody was very negative towards her online, she's scared to now like, I don't know, like make jokes with Tiffany or... I don't know what Brandy's scared of. I don't know what Brandy's scared. I still, I didn't quite get it. I know, I don't know if she's, I, d- I don't know if she's scared of saying something that could be perceived as racist. Or if she's scared that she's going to say something that's going to offend Tiffany. And then people will perceive it as racist. Or she's scared that, she's going to be maybe say something and be edited as a racist on the show. So she doesn't really, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but I feel like Tiffany was really annoyed during that dinner when, when, when um, Brandy was saying this, because I really feel like Tiffany doesn't look at Brandy as a racist and has never brought that, that vibe of like she did this video like brought it to the show i don't think she's i think she spoke about it ended it enjoyed it and i don't think she's ever i don't think she thinks brandy's a racist at all and i don't think she thinks that brandy i think she just thinks that brandy made a really bad joke which is fine so i'm i don't understand brandy's point of view in this in i I get why she would be wary in terms of, and this is why I'm thinking it could be that she's scared of how she's being edited. Because are you scared of actually saying something offensive? Or are you scared that you're going to be edited in a way that makes you look offensive? If you're scared of the way you're going to be edited, I understand that. If you're scared of saying something that can be perceived by Tiffany as negative, which is kind of what she's saying, like, she's kind of saying, like, I think... Because when she accused Tiffany of 
accusing her of like using drugs or something that wasn't good, whatever she accused Tiffany of. I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt like Tiffany's not done anything wrong here apart from just be Chinese. And you're the one that made the joke about being people being Chinese. So why is Tiffany now having to feel bad or having to take the energy of you being insecure or being on eggshells or you being scared of saying something like Tiffany's done nothing. She's not. And even Steph said, Stephanie said, Steph, because I'm her friend, Steph, Steph is my bestie. Stephanie even said like, this is all on Brandy. Like Tiffany's not done anything. This is Brandy's own head. Say, and I kind of find that annoying to me. I've got to say, like, it pisses me off. You made the racist joke. You made the joke that was offensive. And now me as the the nationality of the person of the joke that you made the joke of, whatever. Now I have to feel guilty for the way I've made you feel because you've taken everything I've said as negative towards you because you feel bad for what you said about my people. It's it's the craziest thing. It's like, Brandy, do you know what? It's not about you. Like, hello, it's not about you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, sorry that you feel awkward, but do you know what? You made it, you did something that was offensive to people and you should have known it was motherfucking offensive and you didn't. And now someone told you it was and so, okay. But you know, it's not fucking Tiffany fucking Moon's fault that you feel like that. Tiffany Moon's not done anything wrong. She's just sat there and lived her fucking life. She's just sat there and been Chinese. That's all she's done. And now you feel awkward around her. It's ridiculous. If you're so worried that you're going to say something racist, then look at what you fucking say. Because I don't worry. When I speak to people who are of other nationalities, I don't worry that I'm going to offend them because I wouldn't say anything about their fucking race or their nationality that would be offensive. I'm not going to sit there and say, unless it's my own, my own race, which is... Like when I'm with people who are of colour, I'm mixed race. So I have what, like a white dad and a black mum. So when I'm with black people, we'll talk about being black, whatever. White people, we'll talk about being white. Like whatever. when it's Asian people, I don't say shit. I don't say anything about their culture. I don't make assumptions. I don't use stereotypes. I don't say, oh, Asian people are like this. I don't, I've had, I've got Asian friends that have made jokes to me about their own Asian culture. They've said things like whatever, like, I don't know, like uh, um, about food they eat or whatever. They've made jokes to me about being Asian. Like they're Asian and they're making jokes about their own culture. Fine. But I'm not now going to go up to them and make a joke about their culture. It just isn't a thing that I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't be like, oh, Asian people do this or whatever. Black people, I grew up around black people. So when I'm with my black friends, I'll be like, yeah, we're all going to turn up late tonight. Like, I I know the party says it starts at seven, but I'm going to see you at nine, you know? And they're like, yeah, because we're black. Okay, cool. I'm black. You're black. We're black. But like, I'm not going to make that joke to someone who's Asian. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're Asian. Um, are you gonna? I don't know when. I don't know when Asians turn up at parties. I wouldn't even know what. I wouldn't even know a joke to make about an Asian person. Let's just say that. 
thing is, I'm not worried about offending anybody of another race. You know why? Because I, I don't come at them with that. Like, it's not a thing. So if you're worried that you're going to go and offend somebody who is of a certain race, look at what you're saying then. <laughs> what is the content of your jokes? We're not going to get upset over any old thing. But I don't know about you, but I kind of know when something's racially offensive and when it's not. And you know what? If I ever say something that's racially offensive and someone said to me that was racially offensive, I would say sorry and I would never bring it up again and I would do every effort to make them feel better about that. I just would. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, now I feel bad. Now I feel awkward about around you because I don't know what I can say around you. God, by the way, I've had friends of mine who... I've, ha- I've had some friends of mine who I've fallen out with because they, their react, when I told them about their racially offensive behavior, their reaction was to blame me and said that I was wrong instead of own it and say, okay, I'm sorry, what can I do to change it? And that's where I'm at with it. Guess what? Not their friends anymore. Anyway, my glass of wine is empty. I finished this. Follow me on at a show about whatever. That is the Instagram. That's for this particular podcast, a show about whatever. And then you can follow me on my Instagram, which is call me just Jordan at call me just Jordan. Call me. I'm also got a tarot website, which I don't know if anyone's listening to this at this point, but if you are follow it, just Jordan underscore tarot just Jordan underscore tarot. And that's where I post, I do tarot readings. If you want a tarot reading from me, please do it. And I also post stuff a lot, mostly about self-development and things like that. And honestly, what I love about it is that we can, uh, what my whole message is as as a human being is that we can be fun people drinking alcohol with my empty glass, drinking alcohol, listening to housewives, talking about them. This person did this. Oh my God. And she said that. What a bitch. Blah, 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 blah. You know, doing all that gossiping stuff, but still be spiritual at the same time. Like sometimes people think that they, if they want to be spiritual, they have to just like meditate every day and, and like exercise on the yoga mat and they can't watch television. And oh my God. No, you can have the balance of both. You can be someone who smokes and drinks and has fun and bitches and has, but also be someone who's spiritual as well. It's about being realistic. And in this day and age, we can just be like that. It is possible because guess what? I'm doing it right now. (laughs) I'm a really nice fucking person. And if you don't like me, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Jokes. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Can't believe you're here. I just don't know what to say at this point. I'm smashed, wasted, feeling fucking great. Love you all. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Anchor, um, Spotify, everything. Follow me. I've got music coming out soon, by the way. And I can't fucking wait to share my music with people. I've got to say... Like, 
I I I gotta say, oh, I'm throwing wine all over my bed. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I've got to say, I'm so excited to share the music with people, and I'm really excited for people to hear it, and I hope people like it. I hope you like Justin Timberlake two two thousand and one. Justin Timberlake. I hope you like R&B from the 2000s. Naughty's R&B. Because fucking hell, that's where it's at. Bitches, see you later. How you doing? <laughs>